Hey guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Matthews Effects. They just released the Cosmonaut version 1.5. It's a new version and I can't tell you that it's still there, but if you're lucky, there is a new version, limited edition in Silver Sparkle. Yeah, that thing looks so sharp. It looks uh, out of this world. (laughs) Oh man, good one, Steve. Also, check out our demo of the Harbinger, which is Matthew's uh, take on a rat style pedal with a completely different like tone thing going on. Uh, There's a parametric parametric EQ uh, that allows you to really dial in uh, your sound and really lets you find that tone that's going to cut through the mix of your band. I've been using it a lot at church. I've been using it a lot at home and it is just a tone cutting machine. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I... And at its core, it's a really great sounding rat too. Definitely like one of my top rats that I've ever played with. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Very cool. Uh, Head on over to MatthewsEffects.com to learn more. Absolutely. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. Guess what you're listening to? What am I listening to? You're listening to 60 Cycle Home, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, mining, breaking, reviewing, playing, buggers. Am I really listening to it? I feel like I'm participating. You are participating in it. That's true. I'm also listening to it, I suppose. I am hearing everything that we say. Mm -hmm. And that is how I manage to participate in it. Uh, This is our second episode of the night. I'm three Coors deep. Steve, how deep are you? Three and a half. Three and a half. And he's got two more waiting in the wings. He's he's got a pl- he's got a six pack plan tonight. Uh, yep. so what's new with you, Steve? Um so I just had this thought while we were doing our little sponsor spot. Um Yeah, a sponsor there, spot thought. There are currently seven hundred and sixty eight posts under the hashtag hashtag that tone. That tone? That tone. Okay. Um I feel like that tone should be a new hashtag that we push. So if you got a picture of a piece of gear that you think gives you that tone, that tone, and you throw it up on Instagram, throw it up with hashtag that tone and make sure you tag us in it so we can check it out too. Can we expand it and have it be like that tone though? And have it spelled the, have those spelled T H O. Um, I mean, I guess, but that's also a hashtag. How many, how many, uh, Examples are there of that hashtag? Um, there are 274. And I guess the other one wins, huh? Those. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter which one, but that tone, though, just makes me think of uh, 17 year old white girls. <laughs> do you like to think about 17 year old white girls? No, I don't. Girls, That's why I don't want to do that tone, though. That's why I just want to do that tone. We're off to a strong start. This is going to be a great episode, I can tell. Uh, so what else is new, Steve? Uh, what else is new is... Do you want to take a, talk about that bass you were telling me about? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that I mean, bass. Steve, you are, for the most part, about that bass. <laughs> um, so you ever... Are you ever surprised by pieces of gear... That people that you know own, like where you stumble upon their gear cave and you're like, oh, you have one of those. Right, right. I see what you're saying. 
Um, so I was in the youth room at my like, church. Like, I'm always surprised that Davey has that super, super nice court. Right, right. The semi-hollow? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of, like, that kind of thing. So I was up in my church youth room not too long ago, and I see this bass. I'm like, oh, that's a jazz bass. That's interesting. I walk over, and I go, oh, that's a Mexican jazz bass. That's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got block inlays. I'm like, oh, really? Uh, so it doesn't have strings on it, but the youth group at my church apparently has a, I guess it's the youth pastor owns it, um, a Fender 70 reissue bass. Gotcha. Uh, which is made in Mexico. Um, it's pretty dinged up and it's it's miss, missing uh, a tuner ferrule. Sounds like it's a relic. <laughs> uh, it's missing a tuner ferrule. So actually, I guess they were concerned about like st- like tuning stability. And I was right. like, man, that's nah, fine. Whatever. Once you crank that down, it's fine. Um, and uh, I was actually I was looking online uh, this past week, and those tuner ferrules are like ten bucks a set. Whew. So I might just uh, buy a set for them and like slap it on when they're not looking. Yeah, if only you could buy just one of it. Yeah. Instead of buying all four. Probably right? be more expensive to buy one than it is to yeah, buy all four. That's probably true. Uh, but it was one out. of those things where it's like I mean, his gear has always kind of been whatever he comes upon. Uh-huh. So up on the stage, I think he owns a uh like a low end he's he's owned a few different acoustic guitars. Um he bought that Avatar bass cabinet off of me, which is currently being used to support a uh, air conditioning unit. Oh, great. Um, That's an expensive air conditioner. He stand. owned uh, two Ampeg um, VT100Cs, I think was the model. It's these big uh, Ampeg solid state heads. Um, and they're actually like pretty well. The SS140. He actually had two of two of those SS140s at one point. Um, I don't know if he still has them because they might have gotten stolen. Because you know how things tend to get right, things disappear. Sometimes. Disappeared. Um, he's like up so up on the seas. There's like some acoustic guitar. I forget what it was. Uh, a Fender Starcaster. Wow. And like this jazz bass, which is like a nine hundred dollar jazz bass. And I was just like, what in the world? Like, why is this here? Um, But it just kind of like took me by surprise because it's not, I feel like that is an instrument that kind of like falls along the lines of like, I mean, maybe you walk into a store and you think, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to get that. But it feels a little more specific than that. Like, right. It feels like someone has to be like a specific fan of that individual model that model or that that look but it's like they're it's not just one that like someone grabs randomly it's like oh yeah this this will just be my base right i mean when you think that like if i think a fender standard jazz bass right now is six hundred dollars uh new so you're not just going to go into a store and like if you're just looking to get a bass you're not going to buy you know this one that's like an upsell model i mean it was definitely well used all the hardware they're all like the screws were rusted. All of the uh, pickup pull pieces were rusted. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, 
kind of blown away by seeing it. And um, even if where's the story going, Steve? Um, it's just <laughs> it's not really like a what's new. It's just kind of this funky thing. I stumbled you saw upon. a base. I saw a base. Steve's story I, is that he saw a base. <laughs> I saw a base, and I was and I thought, wow, that's that's cool. That's a that's a cool base. Cool story, bruh. Yeah. It basically, uh, I was looking for a cool starry bra. Uh, we. I thought I was gonna read this thing, then I for my what's new but i realized that this is way too long and we should just post a picture of it we have a letter here from ed chu uh by the time you hear this it's old news so uh he he <laughs> ed chu from wrought iron effects uh wrought iron leather and effects he sent us some shirts and he sent us this nice nice letter and some stickers uh i'm assuming his uh kickstarter campaign went well because i've been seeing pictures of pedals going to people yeah so that's great news we did uh we did some video work with him to uh to aid in his Kickstarter campaign to get his pedals made. And they're great pedals. Go check them out. Uh, go look up Wrought Iron and Leather. Wrought Iron, Leather, and Effects. Man, three beers, Steve. I'm a light wave t- tonight. Light wave. What's tonight I just said light wave. Yeah, it's because I went surfing. Oh, okay. My uh, metabolism's all funky. All right, let's just get into some ads. Tired of wasting time, Steve. Yeah, this first ad is from Paul Pennington. Um, it is black. It's black? I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> Just kidding. It's white. Of course it's white. Why is it of course white? Because it's a limited edition 2000 Gibson Dale Earnhardt Les Paul Electric. Why is that an of course it's white thing? Because it's a NASCAR joke. Is that a, what's the, why is that a joke in NASCAR that it's white? Because it's to appeal to the fans of NASCAR. Oh, you're saying it's a white people thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if there was like a thing Dude. about the color. I didn't know if there was a thing about the color white in NASCAR. I, I get it. You're saying that white people like NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have said, well, it's white and it's black, like the checkered flag that shows that you've arrived. That's is the finish line. Oh, okay. Is that what the checkered flag means? I know literally nothing about, about car racing. Good Lord. Other man. than the cars go fast. Um, room, room, and they turn left. I'm assuming there's no slow car races where they try to see who can go. What's actually very slow. What's actually really interesting is um, I don't know if, if if it was NASCAR that did it, but I know some of the auto racing they've actually like forced like they've speed made limits. changes to the cars. It's not to enforce speed limits, but basically they they there was a peak. At some point in the past where cars were faster than they were now, but they weren't like as fuel efficient. Oh, okay. So it's like they wouldn't run faster overall times, but they could run faster single lap times. But they've also like put regulations in place to slow down like single lap times. So you know stuff about NASCAR is what you're saying. I know certain things about automotive racing. What do you think about this guitar that pays tribute to uh, this Dale guy, he's got a three. He's big into the number three. Mm-hmm. He likes. A, there's a picture of him on the back of the guitar, leaning against a car. Mm-hmm. He, did Dale play guitar? Is he a guitar boy? I don't know. I thought he mostly just had a mustache. <laughs> Lots of people who have mustaches also play guitar, Steve. You um, and I have mustaches. They're just also connected to beards. Somebody at at work today. Uh, saw an old picture of me and they were like, 
Oh my gosh, what's up with those? It was like an old picture. They're like, what's up with those sideburns? <laughs> because back before I had a beard, I had f- like full length sideburns. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what's wrong with sideburns? I still have them now. They connect my beard to my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single possible facial hairstyle that there is, you and I have right now. Right. That's just, true. It's inside of our beards. Right. It's just there waiting to be revealed. It's, you know, like how, you know, like a, a sculptor sees the big block of marble and it's like, oh, yes, the sculpture is already there. I just need to release it. You know, we we have goatees. We just need to release them. We mm-hmm. have sideburns. We just need to release them. Never release a goatee. <laughs> Not into the wild. You need to get it used to uh, being out on its own. Uh, so what do you think about this guitar? Uh, I don't know that it has any particular meaning. I think it was just a six, tribute. It's $1,600 is what um, they want for it. Two thousand uh, Gibson 2000, that would have actually been a year before Dale Earnhardt died i was trying to think you of, know when this guy died i'm reading about it right i didn't now. even know he was dead um, i was gonna make some really crass jokes uh or like dick jokes i couldn't think of any of them no they... <laughs> no they were jokes about because this person. guy's name isn't dick it's dale it's steve dale. So it's a completely were, different d they name were jokes just about a person who died making fun of a dead person did he die racing um, he did die racing. Oh, shoot. Um, he died. Basically, a lot of um, a lot of uh, safety features were put in place people, after he died. People are going to be pissed that I was being lighthearted about this guitar. <laughs> um, he crashed his car and died. Oof. I'm sorry, guys. Um, if you care about this guy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, fun at a dead guy, and I don't think he has the uh, um, the most wins in uh, NASCAR history, but he's definitely like he was super involved. Uh, he's basically considered. Do one people of, in NASCAR race for pink slips? No. Oh, <laughs> um, he's basically considered like one of the most prolific drivers. Um, oh, he's actually he was all uh, he had seven. Uh, Winston Cup Championships, which is that's the that's the, the big one, the the Cup series that they run. Uh, he had um, like seventy six total wins. He was just, and he he had a twenty seven year career, like so prolific career. Uh huh. Um, He's been driving cars fast a long time. Yeah, and so and he was just very well loved. His son is now a NASCAR racer, who pretty sure his son is not as good at it as. He is as frequently as the case, unless your name is Griffey or Bonds. You know what the biggest thing I'm pulling away from these pictures? What? Freaking Paul needs to charge his battery. Look at that. 9%, Paul. Paul sent his screen grabs from his phone. Dude, you threw me off so hard. 9%. It's the smallest little red line on these pictures. Sorry, guys. I just completely threw Steve under the bus and right. completely derailed um, this. But come on, Paul. Charge your phone before you do screen grabs. At least get it above 20%. We know that you're in emergency so mode. So look, looking at these pictures, this guy's asking $1,600. Um, I can't tell too much there. $45 shipping, too. That's actually super cheap. That's not so, bad. Uh, it says the Intimidator on it, which was Dale Earnhardt's nickname. It's inlaid. 
Um, I can't really tell from the pictures. It almost looks like it could be a Les Paul Jr. It's hard to tell. Uh, um, it is really hard to tell. Uh, I would say that the person who's going to buy this isn't buying to play it. Sure. Correct? And in turn, I would say that if it's not in a Les Paul Jr., say it's even like a studio quality in terms of like uh-huh. specs because we can't see the specs. It just says... 2000 Gibson Dale Earnhardt Electric Limited Edition comes with a hard shell case. 1650. That's not bad. It's not terrible, but come on, no one's gonna buy this to play it. Sure, but I'm saying like if you are a this is a collector's thing. If you are a NASCAR fan and a guitar player, so okay, Guitar Center is selling one of these right now for two thousand dollars. Really? There are, there are multiples of these on eBay for for over $1800. I guess it's a good price. So this is seems like it's more than a fair price. Um there are actually different versions of it. There's also a black version. Uh I don't know if it's the same era. You think that would be less popular with NASCAR fans? That was because I, it's, I can, yeah, because, okay. Cuz it's black. Uh and the joke is that NASCAR fans are mm-hmm. likely racists. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that's the, the the joke. Apparently, the one we're looking at is actually silver. It just looks I could get that. Yeah, the the pictures are not fantastic. Um, and I'm I'm looking at some other pictures of it, and it's definitely like a standard Les Paul top. Oh my gosh! There's why do you think it's a joke that that NASCAR fans are racist? You think it's just because it's like predominantly enjoyed. A sport enjoyed by white people? Uh, that can't be the only reason why it's racist, is it? It's because NASCAR is generally uh, concentrated, like most of their tracks are in the South. NASCAR has its roots in uh, Prohibition era um, booze running. Uh, which, of But that's course, not racist, is it? Uh, well, again, like when you think about moonshine, what do you think about? Gangsters. Well, I think about the South. Okay. I don't know. I think about hillbillies making uh, making bathtubs. Yeah, but I don't think about them partaking in necessarily racist behavior while they're making moonshine. Sure. Maybe I don't I know guess. enough about moonshine, I guess. It I just mean, seems maybe, like a, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a terrible human it being. It just seems like a weird stereotype. And it's totally a stereotype. But I don't think I don't, it's a total. I don't like think it's. When, I, when, I, when you really think about it, it doesn't make any damn sense. I don't know. Sorry to the NASCAR fans if I made fun of you. I don't actually think you're racist. All right. If you are racist, though, knock it off. I mean, come on. Here, it's he, 2016. Why are you racist? Here are the location of an assortment of NASCAR tracks, racetracks. Here Ge- we go. Georgia, California, Tennessee, Ontario, Canada, North Carolina, Illinois, South Carolina, Florida, Delaware, Ohio, Illinois, Florida, again, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Nevada, Virginia, Michigan, Ohio, New Hampshire, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Wisconsin, California again, Alabama, Texas, and New York. Um, they sound so like I don't they're, know. I mean, it I sounds guess, like they are concentrated in the South, but then they have a, a bunch that are elsewhere too. Uh, here's know, what man. I know about NASCAR. Tell me. If you're not first, you're last. Hey, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, it sounds like this is a great price on this guitar. 
Uh, I'm going to go with my judgment that this is not a player's guitar, and the way you can tell it's not a player's guitar is uh, is not necessarily because it has art on it, but because the art is oriented in such a way that the art is viewable when the guitar is upright. Mm. If the guitar has art on it that is uh, the ideal viewability is when the guitar is being worn, then that is a player's guitar with art. This is a display guitar with art. Mm-hmm. That's my judgment. Yeah, I I uh, I would agree, and like I said, I think if you are a um, NASCAR fan, a guitar player, and a Dale Earnhardt fan, I, I mean, the value on this is only going to go up. Call right now. We'll throw in a set of plates. You're going to love it. It's going to be a beautiful addition to your this home. Is, I, honestly, like I feel like this is the kind of thing that it might be a slow burn, but it, I, I don't think it's going to lose value for you. No, I think someone out there's always I think there's going to be people out there who care about this for a long time, even if I don't understand the sport or the uh, the scene around it. Uh, let's move on to the next ad. I'm so sick about talking about oh this. Gosh, this ad. Uh, yeah, this is a $75 Fender. In Ryan quotes, sent, this, sent this to us. I found it locally. Who's Ryan? This me. Oh, it's you. This is uh, down in U- University Avenue in San Diego, California. Uh, I was trying to figure Home out. Home of us. Yeah. Uh, your hosts. Fender electric guitar, fair condition. Uh, there's no model number written on the guitar. Please see detailed pictures. It says EC product reference NA. I don't know what that means. Fair condition. Price is firm. Cash only. Something about this made me think that it was in a pawn shop until the cash only thing, which. Yeah, I know this is this is somebody's home or something like that. This this thing throws up so many red flags. Yeah, this it's so funky. Uh, It's seventy five dollars. I posted this on the group. and was like right price, wrong guitar. The price is right for this this total mystery guitar. 75 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's a bucket of parts. It's a project starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly might even try to lowball and offer less. But there's so much funky about Ryan, this. Ryan, price is firm. That's <laughs> not the only thing that's firm. <laughs> <laughs> Avocados are firm before they're ripe. <laughs> All right. I saw uh, an opportunity. It's got a Telecaster to neck. Like make a gross dad joke. It's got a Telecaster neck. The kind of joke my dad would make. <laughs> and the instincts were overwhelming. I couldn't help myself. Oh, man. Uh, the Telecaster neck on this looks weird. The headstock looks weird, right? The headstock looks a little off. Uh, it looks but- more than a little off. I don't think it looks that much more. No, it looks off. weird to me. All right. Maybe. I find anytime I see a Telecaster neck that doesn't have any um, type of logo on it, it yeah. looks really weird. There's no markings. Um, this Telecaster neck also, the truss rod, um, it doesn't have any type of liner. So at best, it's like a cheap Squire. Those, I, I've actually not really studied Squire uh, Telecaster necks, I'm assuming. That like their Stratocaster counterparts, they do not have you know a how, truss rod liner. You know how I can tell this isn't a fender, or if it is a fender, it's been modified. Uh, look at the the heel on the neck; it's rounded. That's a Strat oh, neck. Oh, good uh, call. Telecaster necks have that flat heel, mm-hmm. so either this was a Strat headstock that someone cut down in a weird way. Or it's just completely off-brand, and I'm I'm really gonna go with off-brand. I yeah, don't I, I think, don't think this is Fender at all. I think off-brand is fair, and actually the fact that it's off-brand 
gave me a little more hope that it might be worth something. Really? Do you um, think that's like a warm off neck or something? No, I don't think it's a warm off neck. Or all uh, parts? I, I don't really know. I just figure if it's not a jank squire neck, then it might be worth something. <laughs> as long as it's not the worst squire neck ever, Steve is happy. But then the body on this is interesting too because it's not a Telecaster body, it's a Stratocaster body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a perloid pick guard. It's really hard to tell just by the pictures if the body itself is weird or not. Like, you can't get any real sense of the thickness of it or the size of it. Yeah. It could, it could very well be a top of the line painted black American strap body for doubt all it. we know. I super, super doubt it. I'm really leaning towards some kind of really weird import or off brand sort of deal. But it's got this perloid pit guard. My my thought was import, and I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, uh, it's got a humbucker in the bridge. Mm-hmm. That s- also kind of gave me hope. A single coil in the middle, and no pickup in the neck, meaning that there's a hole in the pickguard where there's no pickup mounted. Something really interesting about this is there's two knobs. The place where the normal main volume knob would be, there's a switch there instead. Oh, I didn't realize that. And then there's the normal five-way switch. So either the... I I think I remember looking at the pictures... Cold and, tap. And thinking, like, that switch hole is too small for that to have been a knob. So this is some kind of weird custom deal. Mm. But it might be fine. It might be just a switch in the knob hole. I don't know. All right. But I, I, think this is, I think this is a case of a really weird parts guitar. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. $75. Here's my red flags. The neck, uh, headstock, and truss rod. Uh huh. Kind of just weird. The tremolo uh, saddles on the bridge are that uh, square style that's like super import indicator. I can't tell from the pictures. You can't tell from this picture, but when you see it online, these aren't uh, bent steel saddles. These oh, okay. are the, the kind that were on imports where through that blocky, it's like a blocky yeah. pressed, like, like cast, die cast, cast aluminum or something. Um, so those are those were my two red flags. Okay. Um, third red flag is it's a Stratocaster. <laughs> I'm just danger, kidding. danger. <laughs> uh, however, the two I also have two things that. Made me think maybe this is at least worth $75. Here we go. Uh, we don't have it in the picture that we will be posting, but on the back of the body, the um, neck plate is stamped. And I realize a lot of different companies stamp their neck plates, uh-huh. but along with a lot of different companies that stamp their neck plate, that's also something that Squ- uh, Fender Japan did. Squire also did that in Japan. So that was kind of one of those things where it's like, if there's Do you a, think it could be a Japanese body? It could be some way related to Japanese era, possibly. Yeah. The other thing is that, and again, it, you can't really tell in these in these pictures because it's on mobile and because it's just pulled out. The uh, humbucker that's in the bridge position has hex pull pieces. Um, right. Which is the standard pull piece for a DiMarzio pickup. Right. So, 
if you were to get this at $75, you could flip that open pickup. it open it up and there was a DiMarzio there, you've got 50 bucks right there. Yeah. You've only got to sell everything else for 25 bucks to break even. Yeah. I guarantee you. And if that strat's a normal style strat body, you can flip that. The body itself will be worth 25 bucks. Yeah. If the neck is halfway decent, you could probably get another 30, 40 bucks for I'm it. I'm telling you that headstock is so weird looking to me. I think anyone who sees this headstock is going to be like, that's something weird. Sell it to that guy up in Oceanside that's got 44 squires. <laughs> yeah, he'll turn it into a $4,000 guitar. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the topic. We've done enough we of got, these ads. You're not going to do the third ad? Oh, there is a third ad, isn't There's there? There's a third ad, Ryan. How okay. dare you? We're this ad there. was sent to us by the inboxer. The inboxer himself. If only I could find it. Oh, here right. it is. Here it is. This is a PV power slide instrument, black with unique magnet. <laughs> That's so funny. magnet loaded pickup. Oh yeah, is that what it says? Magnet loaded pickup. What is? That's all pickups. Revolutionary next generation slide instrument, ergonomically designed for maximum playability. Uh, patent pending multi point strap system allows for multiple vertical and horizontal playing styles. Unique magnet loaded pickup with patented variable coil mode control. Radical, radical <laughs> patent pending design provides unprecedented neck access in vertical playing position. So what they mean that we've all seen lap steels. Yeah. And I've actually seen these types of guitars around. They, I went to Moonlight Music today and was, and was looking around and they have two of these there, like this concept, but not this exact concept. Like there's stand up lap steels, basically. Right. The, uh, the body is angled against the neck in such a way that the body is flat against your body. Mm-hmm. And then the neck like sticks out at, I'd say like a 40 degree angle so that you can play it like a lap steel while you're standing up. The, the uh, deal with this unique body design from PV is that the, like the top horn and the top edge of the guitar is designed to like wrap around your body. Like yeah. that's that big round. It's designed curve. to kind of lock into your hips. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty unique. I don't even remember what I wanted to say about this. It's three hundred dollars, free shipping on Reverb. If that's you, a, that's the price. It looks like of these. New. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so maybe it might be, be it might be getting sold by a um, a retailer, a retailer of some sort. Uh, typically I've seen these in a red and black combination. I think the mm. white one is a newer color combination. What do you think about this look? The white and the black, this like penguin sort of thing going on. It's something that's like kind of, it's a really weird look. Um, PV actually released a video. Uh, so they, uh, it looks like they originally released these maybe back in 2008. Uh-huh. Um, but they put a video out not too long ago. Um, of Robert Randolph playing one of these. Uh-huh. Big slide uh, boy. And that was pretty, I mean, it was a pretty cool video and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you watch them play it and you're like, huh, okay, all right, uh, I'm tracking. This is one of those ads where we, we were delving into a neighborhood we just don't ever think about. So like, we're kind of less speechless. And I, guess I mean, Ro- three, 300 bucks is a completely accessible price if you're curious about these. Right. And I guess Robert Randolph actually has his own signature model of this. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and it's a little more. Oh, I bet. Money. Um, as far as the, uh, the unique, so the unique magnet loaded pickup, that's actually part of P 
TV's description of it. So I almost wonder if like maybe we're missing something. Yeah, we're just completely in the dark here. We just are trying to be goofy dudes making fun of. We just want to make fun of stuff because we're insecure. (laughs) Um, I always just thought slide guitar pickups were the same, but maybe they're saying that it's unique because it has like a variable. Like, so you can make it really hot or really, huh. like, not. Whereas, like, it's, so that's more than just, hot like... Hot or not, you're saying. Yeah. Do you remember that site? <laughs> I remember uh, Rate My Face. Do you ever do Rate My Face? No, but I did do Hot or Not. Rate My Face had the five-star system. Hot or Not was just Hot or Not, right? No, Hot or Not was out of ten. Out of ten? Uh, I think. Oh, maybe Rate My Face... Well, it's, I think it was five-star, but then it was, like... There were decimals involved. Every time you say rape my face, I think you're saying rape my face. <laughs> Maybe that's why the site failed. And I'm just I like, I'm just double taking. <laughs> Let's not say rape my face. Okay. Uh, so uh, my adventure with raped my face was that I met some friends online and they were doing it. And like, ah, oh, you should do this. We do this for kicks. I was like, oh, okay. This sounds fun. Uh-huh. That's the language they use too. You know, kids in the early 2000s. Oh, this is what we do for kicks. For kicks. This is how we get our kicks. I was like, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty neato. I'll try it too. <laughs> and so I put a picture of my face up there. And the way it works every single time you, you use one of these things is you have your initial group of people who see your face and like, oh, yeah, oh, that, guy, that guy looks just fine. Oh, I'll just give him five stars. And so you like... You, you mm-hmm. rock it to the top immediately. Oh, wow. I'm like a 4.8. I didn't know I was so handsome. Right. And then like all the haters come in. Like everyone who's like trying to like be competitive and be like, oh, that guy's not that great. I'm, and they start giving you like zeros and stuff like that. And so every single person who joined this freaking site, they had this roller coaster ride of like, oh, man, every... At first, everyone's like really nice to me, and then I just is everyone just ends up being average. Oh my Because <laughs> it all just averages out. Everyone ends up being like a two point four, no matter how great or bad you look. Because you have no one rates in between. They're like, oh, you're a five so, or you're or you're a zero. Because people are either angels or they're assholes. Right. Rate my face came out in summer of 1999, so it was preceded uh, by hot or not uh, by about a year. Hot or not came out in 2000. Oh, okay. Um, That's because I'm younger than you, Steve. You are. No, I'm older than you. <laughs> oh, geez, it's been a long day. Uh, How did we get here? We were talking about a slide guitar. I don't know, man. We're talking so, about- what kind of score did you get on Hot or Not, Steve? <sighs> like a six. And you- a, I think a six and a half. Damn, or you're something like that. You're a handsome fellow, out of Steve. 10, I, that's barely above average. Hey, above average is still above average, man. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter now. I'm married, so. It matters because you're married. You got married because you're, you're, wonder- your wife saw that face and she rated it. And she's like, he's above average. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's above average. 50, um, per- 50% of us are below, Steve. So the one Don't thing you I- dare sniff your nose at above average. The one thing I don't know about the power slide is um, because I just don't know anything about guitar. You know what? This thing would make a great slide guitar. Let's I'll, move on well, to the topic. A, no, it's designed for that. Uh, <laughs> what, I, what I don't know is how they're tuned. 
are they tuned like us? They're tuned how you want to tune them, man. They're six Can string, you tune right? It like a standard guitar. Yeah, but they're, they're a slide guitar. You're probably gonna want to do an open tuning. Oh, it says uh, you're already familiar with the string gauges and tuning with this six string. Yeah, it's just gonna it's just gonna play like a normal um, lap steel. So, well, I've never played lap steel, but I feel like this actually could be a really cool uh, transition instrument for somebody who's like lap steel curious, I guess, but they don't want to necessarily like. The thing I know. had a I had a lap steel for a while that I picked up for free off of Craigslist, which has turned to be a great I remember, flip. I remember that. Uh, it was Wasn't a, it a rogue? It was a rogue, which is, they're super cheap. But still, I got it for free, and I sold it for more than free. So that's a flip in anybody's book. I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, the thing that really annoyed me with it is that every time I had to use it, I was either using it on my lap, which was not super comfortable, mm-hmm. or I had to screw these legs into it, which was actually a really big pain in the butt. So it's kind of like this thing that I thought was going to be super Did easy to use. Did you need like tools or they just screw no, in? No, they screwed in, but like the threads were always weird. Like it was hard to get the threads to oh, connect because okay. uh, it was a rogue and so they're cheap. But anyways, it was always hard to kind of like work around that stuff. I might have used it a lot more if I could have used it standing up. I don't know. But maybe. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe I need to get one of these stand-up lap steels. No, I don't. Lap steels are really hard. <laughs> the thing that I learned when I got one is that it's like a completely different discipline of playing a stringed instrument. It might as well be a, not called a guitar at all, like right. the way you play it. Like it's just your right hand technique is just completely, completely different. And you're like, oh, I've I've played slide on my guitar before. How hard could it be? It's completely different. Yeah, it's a it's it's. You know, people always say, oh, set up for slide, and they talk about making your action a little higher. Right, right. But actual slide guitar is, like, just another level. Yeah, it might as well be a harp. It's such a different instrument, like, the way you play it. Like, I had a, I had a tough time, and I was looking at, like, I'm never going to even come close to being proficient in this, so I might as well just sell it. Let's move on to our topic. Topic! Topic time. We it's recently started... Who was the guy who came up with this idea? I can't remember, and I feel bad because I can't remember, but someone was talking on the group and saying, and we've had this suggestion uh, sent to us before, like, oh, on Facebook, you can set up, you know, these, like, these, like, buying groups where you can make buying Yeah, we actually posts. avoided this for a long time. Just because we didn't want to run it. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone made the suggestion, oh, 60 Cycle Hum should have their own you know, buying group and it could be called the junkyard. And that was all the push I needed. And I was like, okay, you want that? Yeah, here it is. It's done. It takes like a minute to set up any kind of Facebook group. So I set it up real quick. I put it like a Photoshopped header on there. I think was we, it Daniel Yackle? I don't know. I, I was trying to look for it, but, but uh, finding it. I think we made a few people mods on it or something, right? Not that I, I know. I of. think I assigned some mod status to some people like, Hey, you guys run this. We have a buying group. We have a buying and selling group called the Junkyard, the 60 Cycle Hum Junkyard. Uh, if you want to buy and sell with other listeners of 60 Cycle Hum, it's there on Facebook. It's a classifieds group. Go check it out. Figure it out. People are posting pedals and stuff there. Uh, the The reason why we never put it like chased down that option before is because uh, it's not pleasant when flippers try to sell to each other. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, you know, people from time to time would try to post in the Facebook group. And so uh, somebody, I honestly, 
the reason that we went with it was because whoever it was who suggested it, thank you so much. Um, not only did they suggest it, but they came up with the with name, the name. The junkyard. Oh, it saved us so much time and, and energy. And we were just like, that's it. That's done. Like, because you know, no one wants to go to 60 cycle hum classifieds. Right. But it kind of makes it its own thing. It's, you know, it's a tongue in cheek sort of like humorous thing, which we're all about. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Good job. Whoever you are. I hope we remember who you are and give you credit. We should put it in the description of the group. Like the name was come up by this person. Yeah. Like I remember to find that. I'm sure someone will step forward and say that they they are the, uh, the brave soul. Um, So yeah. So I, I think hero of the day, I think people are selling things in there. I know people are trying to sell things in there. I think there's been a few purchases. Um, You know, on the one hand, uh, on the one hand, we're we're all like we have a lot of people who are like cutthroat flippers yeah absolutely on the other hand sometimes i know there are people in the group who are cutthroat flippers enough with strangers that when it comes to selling to someone they know that they're generous that they're willing to give them a good deal gotcha um which is honestly like some that's a little bit of like the flip system like in my head it gives you some. It gives is, you some wiggle room. Is buying low gives me wiggle room. So, you know, it's funny to me because I know people who Steve get, is burping and slurping over here. People get really angry about flip the idea of flipping sometimes. Which people? Uh, not our people. Not our people. Uh, but I've seen people be like, I've literally seen the claim made that the reason Strymon pedals that are $400 new are 375 used is because of flippers. Guess what? If no. you think that you're a moron. Yeah. You're a big dumb, dumb. Um, it's because you can, that they command that price. It's not because there's some guy out there who's selling them for 200 and the flipper picks it up. Like, right. Right. The, the you know, cr- you sell it because that's what they go for. The, to me and in my general observation of most people who are flippers it's about being flipping is about being in the right place in the right time. Oh, absolutely. So if you're going to make a complaint, I guess you can make the complaint that there are people out there who are buying snatchings. Literally, I guess I'll 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 use a I'll use an aggressive word. Here it comes. There, there are people who are snatching things off the market. Uh-huh. Uh and then selling them at a higher price than what they paid for it. Because the price that they snatched this item off the market at was a really good deal. And yeah, they like the, were the ones that took you advantage. You just gave the definition of flipping. Right. So if your complaint is, oh, used prices would be lower if the one desperate person was able to like convince everyone else who's selling the same item to be as desperate as they are. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Then I guess you have an argument. But the reality is, is that nobody is no flipper is buying a Strymon at four hundred dollars and selling it for three seventy five. No, no flipper is buying a Strymon at you know three seventy five and selling it for three seventy five. I mean, maybe they are, but they're not doing it to flip. They're doing it to try to pedal out. The reality is, is that what you're saying is it's your fault that you're selling things at like a fair market price. I very rarely list things above what I think. 
let me take the back. I list things above what I think are a fair market price all the time. Right. But I do that with the intention of getting a fair market price. So if I list a Fender Mexican Stratocaster for $320, it's because I'm trying to get $280. Right. You know, that's kind of my mentality going in. And I'm selling it $280 knowing that I bought it for like $220. Right. You know, it's $220 a great deal. It was for me, but if I can make 60 bucks on it, I'm going to make 60 bucks on it. All this to say that it's easy to do this like flippy thing with Craigslist or whatever. Um, but for the most part, I feel like the junkyard has been pretty cool. They're probably, there's still a probably, lot. there's definitely, I'm sure guys in there who um, are just going to be like super hardcore and just aren't uh, going to make any money on it. Yeah. It's really hard to flip on a group of flippers. So I think the, the, where that group is going to really find its legs is in the, uh, the generous sales and like, Hey, I've got this. Who wants to pay me, you know, below market value on it. Cause I kind of just want to see it stay in the community and things like that. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be, you know, like bragging about the thing that they got for, you know, $20 locally and then going on there and like, successfully selling it for full value at, you know, a hundred something bucks. This is not going to fly. Like I think you're going to, if when you're selling to flippers, you've got to sell below market value. That's just how it works. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of buying stuff at market value on there is, is my suspicion. So let's talk about this other angle is that Facebook has this new, I think it's called Marketplace, right? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. They have this new service that's basically them trying to edge in on Craigslist territory. So I've been checking this out for like a week now. Every now and then I get on there and look around what's available. I keep hoping that since it's a newer thing, there's going to be people selling stuff kind of out of desperation and like getting some deals. But for the most part, I'm seeing people post stuff that is like, oh, this is a new thing. I'll post the thing I'm already posting on Craigslist here. Yeah. But I'm I'm really interested to see how this new thing develops because like a big part of Craigslist culture is that you don't know who you're buying from. You don't know who you're selling to. There's you know the anonymity. Did I say it right? Anonymity? Yep. There you go. Uh that's kind of like an older internet sort of thing where like you don't know who each other are and that kind of makes you feel safe in a way. And you can like if if you make an offer on something and then you change your mind, you can just blow off the email and not worry because you're hidden behind a secret email uh, where I'm wondering I haven't bought or sold anything on the Facebook marketplace yet. But it's like that's connected to your real profile and your real persona and real yeah. information about you. And like, if you buy something on the on the Facebook Marketplace, and you blow the person off, are they gonna like track you down and message you and like stalk you through your photos right. or something? It's a really weird. Um, I just don't know what to think about it. Most of what I have seen on Facebook Marketplace is just like women's clothes. Yeah, there's a lot of women selling um, like dresses and stuff. Well, I think- which seems like really sketch to me because some of them are like. Oh, here's this picture of me in a dress. It's like, 
uh, everyone can see this, like you and your like your cocktail dress. Like, what are you actually selling? This is weird. Are you saying you think it's like a black, like a I don't know human trafficking? Like some of it feels like like ooh, I don't know if you should be posting those pictures, but maybe you have something else in mind. I never thought I, about that. I never looked that deeply into them. But then, like there, there is musical equipment on here. Yeah, there's not. There's I haven't seen a ton of it. There's a a blackface, uh, yeah, blacktop jaguar on here. Oh, jazzmaster, blacktop jazzmaster. I was looking at the other day. Oh, it's listed as sold. Someone bought it, two fifty. He listed it at, which is you know it's like fifty dollars under value. So it's not like a huge flip, right. and it wasn't super motivating. And I wasn't super into the color and humbuckers on a jazz master is not my thing, but I was thinking about like grabbing it just to fool around with it. And there's a, you know, a bunch of acoustics on here and some like a uh, lower value stuff. Whoa, there's a $1,300 base. Yeah. So I basically have mindset to be uh hyper local, I guess. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked too much at the categories and stuff. Um, now that, Oh, it's, now that I'm looking at basses, I'm seeing, because I have just looked at guitar in the past. Uh-huh. There are definitely some higher end basses, but there's not like just a ton of stuff. Again, I mostly just get dresses. <laughs> well, you keep looking at the the dress category. I just Steve. Look, well, I just look at the mate, like at the main thing that's like showing the new. Yeah, stuff. yeah. A lot of cars. Should probably look for a bike on here. I've been wanting to buy a bike. The thing that excited me the most the first couple of days that I looked at it, and I haven't seen it in a while mm-hmm. is someone was posting lumpia on their like fresh. Oh, lumpia. I remember that. If you don't know what lumpia is, it's a, uh, it's a Filipino version of an egg roll. Right. And it's heaven. Like I could eat lumpia all day long until I died from being fat. Like it's, they're like, <laughs> like you think of an egg roll and it's like a big kind of fat thing. Lumpia is like skinnier. Right. And longer. And it's like deep fried to this brown, oily, crispy, like gloriousness. And I could, right. it's just the best. Um, and then I was looking at it like, if someone can sell lumpia on there, I bet I could sell cookies <laughs> like to my neighbors. Right, right. There are probably Marketplace. people who are doing it. Like if I made cookies like a couple nights a week and just made an extra couple dozen and put them on there, like, hey, fresh cookies right now, come get them. Uh, I'm sure I'd have people at my door like getting cookies. One of the things that's kind of interesting about it though, because you can look at like the person that you're going to be meeting. So you already have a face and a name to, to attach right. to. It's kind of like, have you ever used OfferUp? No. So OfferUp is kind of uh, in the same uh, genre, for lack of a better word, uh-huh. uh, where you can kind of like... You, for OfferUp, you have to have like an account and you can post a picture and, and stuff. Uh, so at least like people, you can like semi-track people. You can't just uh-huh. disappear. Um, the downside. So I one of the things I just looked at was the sports and outdoors category. Um, and, in and the, it's all indoor stuff. Ugh, that's the worst, right? No, it's like, um, so, I, so I found right away an ad for softball bats. Okay. And the the ad itself is actually really well put together, but I definitely know um uh just kind of knowing that market a little um that people will like buy a bat and if it breaks like 
within a certain length of time, they'll be like, oh, this bet broke. You need to, I want my money back. Right. Where that's kind of almost the equivalent of like getting a guitar and, and then hitting a baseball with it and, and then like, why did it break? No, and, and then like you break a string. Oh, okay. And then you're like, oh, the string broke. It's normal wear and tear stuff. Yeah. So obviously, like if a if a softball bat breaks, like it's done. Like it's no longer good for anything. It's you just throw it in the trash. Um, but it's the kind of thing that you never know when it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I've pulled out guitars that I've have had the same strings on them. And I've played them regularly and those strings have lasted like a year or more. And I've put on a fresh set of strings and had the string break like a week later. Oh, like, here's the thing I just found on Facebook Marketplace. It is a uh, a glass statue of a dinosaur. And it appears it is also a bong. Oh, nice. For smoking drugs. Um. So anyway, so being able to like hunt down people that way. I mean, I guess it gives a little more accountability, but it also makes it kind of like, uh, I don't yeah, I want to deal with that. Uh, I, you know, it's like I sold that I, months ago, years ago. Now, I suppose I know I talked about it on the show. I sold a tube amp to somebody and a month later they were like, oh, uh, yeah, I've been having this problem with this amp that you sold to me. I'm like, it's been a month. I'm willing to help you. But if you think that I'm going to give you like right. money back, you're out of your mind. Um, but it was like kind of that thing. And that I've was never just, had anyone try. That to was just because something. the guy had um, the same. I gave him my, you know, I usually give out my phone number uh-huh. uh, so they can be like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm five minutes away. I hope you're there. You know, whatever. Let's but, see uh, what's in antiques and collectibles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it is a weird thing. It's simultaneously both something where it's like you're almost, you feel like you're permanently connected to that person. Yeah. It's like if you sell someone on Facebook, do they become your friend? Do they friend request um, you? The flip side of that again is that. Um, Although I got to say there's, there's a guy in our neighborhood where like every time we sell a piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Like nine out of 10 times, he's the guy who's going to come buy it. And he's every time he's just like, next time you have something for sale, just call me directly. I don't know if he's running like a furniture store or something. Right. <laughs> he's running a, a. But if he was on Facebook, we could just be like, hey, come get it. He never like haggles or anything. It's just. Um, so. So anyway, um, I just. I don't know. Like I, like I said, I get it, but it's a little, it's a little weird, but the upside would be that you can kind of like vet people, vet people a little more. You're and not, you know that people are going to be more on like their best behavior. Yeah, you're not going completely. Oh, this is kind of cool. Um, somebody's selling a Pelican case. I don't know what it's a case for, but it, it looks cool. Uh, anyway, I haven't used it much. I'm kind of annoyed. Gosh, I, I kind of hate that I'm complaining about this because of just the context. Um, but it is like locked into the center of the Facebook app now. Yeah. Um, it's so there like all the time. Kind of, I think it's kind of annoying. Um, but overall, like I, I, I would love to hear uh, if anybody has actually like used, used it. Um, for, for gear sales? For gear has actually spot or sold anything on there. 
let us know. 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. Uh, I, I'm definitely open to, to reading. You know, every- I feel like I need to... I need to find something on here, even if it's like a, a metal zone, like a $50 metal zone or something like that. And buy it. I need to buy it to feel the process of buying through this thing. Because I right. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen when I decide to buy this. Maybe is, you need to list something on it. Is it, am I going through someone's profile or is it like a separate thing? Like it, we need to discover how this works. No idea. Um, just so people know. I can't speak for you, but for me, every email that comes in, I, I, I don't know the last time an email came in where I didn't read it. Right. I mean, the only time that happens, I think, is when I know it's something that's on the business side that you're already handling. That's right. probably the only time I don't I don't read emails. Anytime we get listeners uh, who email in, whether it's an ad, like whatever it is, like I always look at it right away. <sighs> So, um, so definitely, you know, might not always respond depending on the oh, context. Oh yeah, I see where you're going. We we uh, see everything that but comes if you, in. But if you if you email us, we definitely read it. Um, yeah, even if we don't respond, there's there's honestly so many that we can't respond to all of them. Uh, also, like I've been getting a lot of like Facebook messages from people, which is great. Um, but if you're sending us ads, please use the email. Because yep. uh, I I don't remember to check my messages yeah we kind of uh we kind of get into um same thing for for the messaging in instagram we get into like podcast prep mode maybe a day or so before we actually record so yeah uh if whenever we get a message on like a non-email form because things that are ads in the email i make sure they remain unread until yeah we leave them there we actually have it's like a a screenshot it's like our cue uh anyway I don't know. Facebook Marketplace is kind of sketch. 60 Cycle Hum Junkyard. It's a free-for-all in there. It's on you the buy, level, though. It's buy super, and sell it at it's your super, own risk. It's super legit. No one's ever going to scam you. Everyone's the best. Uh, I don't want to say no one's ever going to scam you, but every, at least at this point, it's small enough that nobody's going to scam you. Yeah. The, I think the, the benefit of that is that if someone is trying to buy or sell from you and you feel weird about it, you can come to the group and be like, you guys know this dude? Yeah. Like, has anyone had any interactions with them before you know like it's a community yeah hopefully it stays on the level um if not we'll just shut it down be like too bad you guys shut it down you guys don't deserve this i'm gonna post you didn't earn it and we're taking it away i'm gonna screenshot whatever the problem was i'm gonna post it with the meme this is why we can't have nice things and then i'm gonna shut her down yeah i'm gonna shut it down the same way i put shut down that other 60 cycle hum group I'm just going to lock everything. Oh, that other one. I forgot about that other one. Yeah, just every single time something comes up, you just lock it. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, big thanks to our sponsor, Matthew's yep. Effects. Matthew's Effects. Uh, again, check out our Harbinger demo. Yep. Uh, if you were wondering, if you were on the fence about buying Cosmonaut, check out the Cosmonaut 1.5. Maybe it's got the features you've been waiting for. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. I haven't heard a, a sample of it yet, but it's, it, I like the finish of it. I like the description of it. I like the Cosmonaut 1. So uh, a 1.5 is supposed to be an improvement. I can't imagine it being better, but who knows? Right? Well, it's only 0.5 better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's a big improvement, Steve. That's fifty percent. True. Yep. All right, you got a song to talk yeah, about? Yeah, this week's song was sent in by Beto Rodriguez. Uh, this is from the Electric Healing Sound Band. 
uh, or a band called Electric Healing Sound. I got a little mix up on that. It's fronted by Ricky Soltero. Beto is playing um, the wood. He's using a woodcutter on the lead guitar on this track. Nice. And uh, this song is called Young Man Highway Blues. Cool. Cool. 